Forward Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, intro music. I like intro music. It's exciting, isn't it? It's not Philip Glass, if you know who that is. This is Styx. First track off of Crystal Ball, circa 1970-something. Shut up. Anyway, the introduction of a new season for Racing Louisville coming up this Friday. Very excited about it. The anticipation builds and builds. The crowd can't wait to cheer. We can't wait to sing and do happy things, sort of like this. Then after the light show, (laughs) it's kickoff time. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Also, big win last week for Louisville City. Great stuff. Some great moments. And an overall good time in very cold weather, but we worked it out, right? Listen, this is us shivering. Ready? Here it is. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Go ahead, JY. Yeah, man. A lot of fun. Hey, JY, should we put you on and play you loud? I guess so. Who are you, by the way? (laughs) Okay, Nick. Goodbye, Stace. Gosh, I love that album. Anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That would be Racing Louisville and Louisville City FC, as well as our men's and women's national teams. Not a lot on them this week, but a lot about racing, obviously, since they will be kicking off the 2022 campaign in the Challenge Cup at home this Friday. Also, great win last week in what I would call a really fun atmosphere, regardless of the cold, and and congrats to all the fans uh, that that came out and to the players who gutted it out. Really enjoyable contest, and I think a lot of positives to build on. Anyway, why don't we start the show with five things? That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes of NWSL slash USL slash men's and women's national teams coverage? It's the only place in the universe you're going to get this, so you should feel special. (laughs) I know I do. Five tings, number five. Layers of fun. <laughs> it was great. I had a blast. I really did. Saturday was a lot of fun. Got to see people I haven't seen since the end of last season. A lot of hugging, a little boozing, a lot of drumming. How about that, man? 13 drummers. <laughs> Teams all over the world. We're back for that. So, yeah, bragging on the groove machine a little bit. Also, the fans in our section, the support was fantastic. Uh, I think all over the stadium. Just really a great positive atmosphere um, and a great win. Uh, a great harbinger of things to come, let's hope. Great job, everybody. Number four, we are the world. USL Super League aligns with the world calendar. Folks, this is huge news. This is the first U.S. league that has literally said, we're not going to do what everybody else does. We're going to do what they do in Europe on the international uh, calendar. And that way we can align with what's going on there. Um, it is it risky? Of course it's risky. Are there a lot of cons and a lot of concerns? There absolutely is. But if this works... Man, I'll tell you what, how awesome would it be to have the U.S. having a league that aligns with Europe and can work with them? I think it's going to open a lot of doors if it works. We'll talk about it with Joey. Number three, we're waiting. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this, but the NWSL schedule, is it out yet? (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) Man, you know, once again, here we are talking about NWSL. 
and, and the league itself. And it's just like, come on, you all, work this out. I don't know. I guess there's a lot to deal with. So, But we'll hope we get that settled uh, uh, very soon. Number two, more ton, more fun. I think our keeper position set. <laughs> oh, my gosh, what a, what a match. He was phenomenal. Not only Kyle Morton, but several of the players that we brought in here that are younger had a phenomenal match. Um, it, it is the beginning, let's hope, of a great, great season because there's a lot of talent out there. And, and uh, if this is what it is now, imagine what it's going to be later. Good for them. Great, great stuff. And, of course, last but not least, they're at the gates. Racing Louisville starts their season this Friday. Should be excited about it. I certainly am. I really am. I mean, I can't wait to see what this team does this year. So many great additions. Um... The, the, the atmosphere in general last year was, was great uh, for a first-season team, but now you have a squad that looks like it's going to be competitively much better. And that just, you know, how do you not get excited for that? So really looking forward to seeing what they do. And what you do is when you get so excited, you have to relax. You know what you got to do? You take a break. And then you freak out. <laughs> Man, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think both teams are going to have a wonderful year this year. So it's, it's hard not to be excited about it. There it is. Ah, ah. Well, five tings. Yeah, man, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, let's get right into it with Joey Cecil. Okay, first we're going to start with some Louisville City content after a big win uh, last Saturday evening with Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. It was good to see you in Scouse's house. Yes, it was good to be back as a group again, you know, as a collective. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. It was great to see everybody again. Just wish the weather was a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm used to that kind of weather when we're playing for trophies. Right, right. You know, not opening the season against Atlanta, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was also very, you know, cheeky of the stadium staff to play Island in the Sun by Weezer <laughs> early on. I missed that. That got, a few, that got a few less than nice comments from Scouse House as we were setting up. <laughs> I missed that. That's good. That's good, though. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was real funny. Yeah. <laughs> as they were in their climate, climate-controlled booth. Well, that's the thing, man, is it's, if you're playing drums, there's no... Uh... You don't really have to worry about it. I, I never really... Once you start playing, you don't really notice it because you're physically active. Yeah, I'm still thawing out. <laughs> well, man, I'll tell you what, it was a pretty big night. Uh, I, I, I have a, uh, a lot of positives to take away from this. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, agreed. You know, the, 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 we got our first look at the lineup, and it was, uh, you know, a few new faces. Yeah. You know, you had Dia, Perez, uh, you know, Harris up top, uh, Morton in goal. So, you know, it had some new faces. Mm -hmm. uh, it took us a minute to kind of get our feet underneath us. Yeah. Atlanta kind of had the possession early on. Mm -hmm. And then Morton had to make a huge early save. Right. That uh, was a huge save, too. Conway. That was massive. Right, right in front of Scouts House. Not sure mm -hmm. how he did it. Yeah. He denied, as Brad Estes called, Fat Hopano. <laughs> I think Brad for that. Conway, we, when we saw Conway up close, we we're like, that guy looks like he ate Antoine Hopano twice. <laughs> Because he had the mullet going on. We're like, dude, what happened? That's funny, wow. funny stuff. Well, right so, you know, overall, mm -hmm. I was just very impressed. Number of chances we created, but we just couldn't seem to get the ball to go in the net. Right, right, right. And I you was know? right off the bat. I mean, um, you know, Kyle Morton. Come on, man. I mean, I think we, I think we got that locked down. Yeah. <laughs> Huge presence. Big time presence. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, and there, the Atlanta's keeper had a huge game. Yes, he, he did. Made, Reyes got to give him a shot. That's absolutely yeah. correct. And then just after that, our corner was cleared off the line, and you're wondering, 
is this one of those games yep. where we just can't get the ball in the back of the net? Mm-hmm. And then we have the heart attack in the 66th minute <laughs> when McFadden seemed to put Atlanta ahead only yeah. for the linesman to rule them offside. And it was clearly offside, too. We were standing right in front of it, and there was we no doubt. All, all we saw was the panic of the ball in the back no, of the net. There was no but, doubt. If you look, like, on, on our left, I forget who was there by the – but he was clearly – Clearly, uh, yeah. you know, it was it was a clear offside. There was no doubt about it. I just wonder if if the goalkeeper Reyes can get his pelvic thrust back because <laughs> uh, he was celebrating towards his toward towards the bench when that happened. And yeah. You know, then the flag goes up. But I just wonder, you know, can, can you recall those? Can you bring those back? <laughs> right. um, didn't get a chance to ask him. <laughs> but then you know, Cruz made some aggressive subs. He sure and did. I was I was I'm not used to that. It was very very it's a very good shock. You mm-hmm. know, he brought on Enoch and Serrano for Own B and Paulo. Mm-hmm. And man, did those subs pay off? Yeah, you know, Serrano set up Enoch at the top of the box, who just settled it for Harris to Rob Green right. Reyes, just slide it in underneath him. Yeah, I, I, I was. I mean, I was going to wait a little bit to talk about each player individually. We can do that whenever you want. If you want to go through the game first, um, I was just going to say, like, I just, you know, just a couple parting thoughts was a one zero win could have easily been three or four nothing. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Better finishing. We had 23 shots to their six with 17 of ours in the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we just couldn't get the ball into that final, you know, just in the back of the net. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we seemed to, we actually seemed to play with a bit of a flat back four. Right. Our outside backs not really pushing up a ton. That's correct. Uh I I did see that a lot too until, you know, I know Winder um, towards the end of the game had a moment where he he took a run. Um, Yeah. But generally, you're absolutely correct. It was. They were very yeah. disciplined. The back four yes. was very yes. disciplined. Yes. Really we impressed with overcommit. that. We did not overcommit ourselves and let our front five do the attack. Right. Um, and speaking of that front five, I loved the press and harassment they oh, had. Oh, yes. They were really hemming Atlanta in and not allowing them to get much on the ball at all. And when they did take chances, Joey, when they, when they went over the top, it was so well coordinated at times. Yeah. Very rarely did you see them – um, you know, it, when you would see a pass back to a, to a midfielder and then whoever that was go over the top to go after Ombi, for example, who mm-hmm. was lethal in this game. Yeah. And to see him, to see them do that consistently where you'd think Atlanta would make an adjustment, but the adjustment yeah, didn't did matter. matter. Did not matter. You know, really happy to see that. I, you know, yes. I was very intrigued and excited by what I saw. Yeah. You know, especially since the majority of our attack was just five guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you know? we talked about, Joe. I said, you know, you are, are, you know, we've been talking about that the whole time. We have a an incredible group of attackers on this team for this level. And and that's even without Lancaster. Yeah. You know, I just super super yeah. happy in general. I was so shocked how the new guys hit the ground running mm-hmm. and just looked threatening and organized. I mean, the goal, the goal was three new guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and, it was. You know, I think I think, you know, I think Winder had a tremendous game. Perez did. Mm-hmm. Serrano came on and was just his pace and creativity Yep, uh, was something to behold. Even, like, Corbin Bone had a quietly threatening game. Sure, sure. He was popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just it, it makes you feel a little bit better about all the offseason moves. Yes. That game where we weren't exactly clicking on all cylinders. Right, and that's a game without – um, like we said, without Lancaster, he's going to be gone for a while. It's a game without Oscar, who's who's a yep. veteran presence. McCa- yep. McCabe wasn't even on the bench, so you know. And that's with Toach coming off the bench. Toach too. coming off the bench as well. And I think that yep. that was a good sub at a, at a good time too, because not that there was any vulnerabilities being shown, 
But to have a vet like that come in late in the game and just like, all right, that's it, enough. Shut it down. Yeah, Shut he, it down. he was really good. You know, you know Wind, Winder was on a yellow. Sharpie had just taken a knock. Exactly. And then you can go to a previous USL Defender of the Year. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's not too shabby. <laughs> no, it's not. not. Too shabby. So, man, uh, I, I want—I was unless I would like to break down a couple of these new players. Um, yeah, go ahead. I want to start with Perez, who I believe just made Team of the Week. Team of the Week, and somehow I guess I guess I guess Winder just just didn't didn't make any TV at all. Never had any highlights. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I guess you know you're just limiting the first week to like one player per team, but guess, yeah, man. but yes, Manny had a tremendous game. Uh, and even stuff that didn't show up in the highlights, man, right. he was—he was out there juking people. Yep. Early on, he was making people miss and look like fools. Yep. The one thing that we had a problem with was the press. You know, dealing with the dealing with the press last year. You know, it was a bit nervy at times. Even the last two years. Sure. I didn't get that feeling this year at all. It's only one game, and I'm trying not to over emote about it. Sure. But there's a level of comfort and the the pace and and. I think that there's it's it certainly will not be as easy to, to press against us this year if this is what we're going to see. Oh, especially if we're throwing the press right back at people, right? You know, <laughs> press for press. It, it, you know, you know, we 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 weren't this we weren't this much as our mentality of of high pressing people, right? You know, and if this is going to be part of our game plan, I love it. Uh, yep. Just because you know we're going to have superior talent the majority of these games, and if you high press, that's going to win out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to put these guys under situations they can't succeed in. Right. Imposing players, that is. Right. Right. And and that's how you saw how our goal came from. Mm-hmm. Was our press got him turned over? Yeah. R- Serrano drove the ball, sent yep. it into Enoch. Enoch laid it off for Harris. And that Serrano was the second guy I wanted to talk about. You want to talk about a guy coming off the bench and and just being electric. Yeah, changing the game. Yes, Unbelievable. I mean, I, yeah. I had no no expected. Look, I, I mean, I'm a homer because he's a Spaniard, and and mm-hmm. and and you know that 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 was my yeah, big yeah. thing. But I'm telling you what, I mean, that's just a fireball out there. I just it was tremendous. And not just that, he was replacing Brian Ownby. Right. That's not just anybody you're taking off the field. Better believe it. So you know, I was very 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 heartened by what I saw, mm-hmm. you know, especially from those young guys. You know, Musha Galusa didn't have a ton of time right, uh, to show what he could do, but he had the, he had a few flashes of brilliance too, taking people on and driving mm-hmm. to the end line. Yep, yep. You know, and I think the more and more games they can play and the more and more familiar they can get with these guys, mm-hmm. the more dangerous we become. Right, right. But I think the problem's going to be this early this early stretch of games is brutal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, this, this Saturday we welcome Miami. Yep, going to be a tough one match. Of the top teams. Yep. We get Paco and Speedy coming back in. Yep. Then the week after that we go to Birmingham. Yep, and I think don't we have Jersey in there too on think, Wednesday, I, I, or is that the week uh, after? We, we might. Twenty fourth, actually, I think so. The twenty fourth, I think we're playing yeah. New Jersey in New Jersey. So you know that's just going to be a, a rough stretch there with tough opponents. Mm-hmm. So if these guys hit the ground running like they have been, there's no reason not to expect points from every single game, and we should right. expect points from every single game with the track record of this franchise. Right, right. And and there were two guys that I think we didn't see everything we need to see yet, but I think that there's Amadou Dia, right? Yeah. I was expecting him, and and, and it was more about what is this guy going to do from the back on the attack? What is he going sure. to do? That special, and he really didn't have a ton of opportunities. 
So, I mean, he didn't, no, but, but if he didn't asking, need to. <laughs> no, if you're asking him to deputize and marshal that right. left side, then I'm fine with that. You know, I think that's the thing is this is a transition year away from that where we, we our attack last year was very focused through our outside backs right. just because of the brilliance of Jogo. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, and I, I think this is a switch away to that where our back line is meant to just be so far through one game worth of, of evidence. It's just meant to be this is defense. You know, right. We're here to let our attackers go attack and not have to worry about tracking back. Right, right. You know, right. Our, our job is to make sure they don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But you never know. You know, with the versatility of this team, who knows? Next game, we could be all out, everybody going forward. Who knows? Yeah. It could be. And, and I guess the uh, the next thing that I don't I don't want to say it's disappointing because he had a couple of really good moments, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pedestaling this guy's Jorge Gonzalez, and you know he. The, the, towards the end of the game, I, it felt like they 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 switched him. Um, they they moved him to more of a midfieldish position. He was more forward until a couple of the replacements came in, and I'm trying to remember exactly who they were. It's not that important. The the, the fact is is that I thought later in the game when when there was a bit of a formation shift, he became way more consequential. Man, if he can get lit up, it's just something. That, the the greater point is is that we've got. We've got a ton of talent on this team. It's yeah. really, really good to see. And I, I don't know. I mean, you can finish up with whatever you want here. I just, I was very, very happy with the, with the entire performance. No. Same, you know, uh, for a fact that it was, you know, just those conditions out there. First game of the year. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Atlanta came in with only seven people listed. You're not really sure what you're getting out of them. Right. And to play as well as they did and only win one nothing when it could have been three or four nothing. Right. There are worse things to be, you know, critical of that sure. you could have scored more goals in the win. Right, and that's that's the that's the main thing about it. I mean, it, it winning one nothing, and feeling good about how they performed as opposed to winning two nothing against a slop team and playing like slop. Two different types of feelings. I got feeling yeah. A. You yeah, know? big time. Oh yeah, big time. I think it's it's one of those feelings where you go, it's only up from here. Right. Exactly. So. There you go, man. I got nothing else to say about it unless you do, unless there's something you want to finish with. Uh, let's let's hope the weather gods are more fair on Saturday, though it's not looking like it. it looks like we're going from 70s back down to 40s. Do you really? I thought it was like 50ish. Well, <sighs> man, knowing the weather gods, they're gonna they're gonna criticize us and punish us just for even saying this. Yeah, really. <laughs> I look forward to teams again. Yeah, man. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, we, well. Uh, Big segment coming up about uh, the pre- well, our preview of racing going into the Challenge yes. Cup and uh, the big news today, huge news today about USL Super League. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay, uh, before we go on with the show, a little bit of an announcement. Dwayne Villanova, who's a member of the Groove Machine, is uh, hosting a fundraiser for pediatric cancer research. He's going to be shaving his head. <laughs> That's something I'm very familiar with. <laughs> Not as easy as you think. Uh, March 26th, 4 p.m., this is uh, something that if you're not there for, it's going to be doing it in the lot. Uh, you can uh, throw him a couple dollars. Uh, he's been sharing a link on Facebook where you can help him raise money. So please, if you have some time, uh, if you have a couple bucks you could spare, uh, please. It's a great cause, great guy. Uh, it, it seems like there has been a revamped effort uh, by uh, several supporter groups in the Purple family of raising some money for some great causes. I don't want to miss any, so I'm not going to any mention any specifically. Uh, but you, you see them. You see them on Twitter. You see them on Facebook, uh, where they, wherever they are shared. So please, uh, be involved. 
and, and uh, makes the community stronger. Also, if you have a fundraiser that you're doing, let me know. I will mention it. You get plenty of uh, you get plenty of likes and shares here, <laughs> and I'll be more than happy uh, to help you out by uh, broadcasting it to the world that you are trying to raise money. So good for Dwayne. Uh, please give him a hand. Okay, so the USL Super League moving to uh, the international calendar and aligning themselves with that, it's a huge deal. I mean, it's a big deal. And I appreciate the audacity. It's a little scary. Uh, a lot of people out there are very concerned. I would even use the word consternation <laughs> from a couple of people. But that's okay, man. Free country. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cons here. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to work. I, if, if I had to lay money down, I would say it wouldn't right now but you never know and here's the thing i appreciate the audacity and i appreciate the challenge and you know this isn't the first time a sports league has done something that people are like it's not gonna work but it ends up you know for in a couple of instances it did end up working so get your pens get your pencils get a quill an ipad quills are very quaint uh, if that's your way to take notes anyway i want to help you out here there's a couple things people said would sink the sports leagues ready here's one the designated hitter if you're a little older, you remember this. Back, back in the day, the pitchers used to bat in baseball. And then somebody came up with an idea. How about uh, we get a designated hitter? And uh, that hits for the pitcher. Everybody said, ah, the old purist. It's the worst thing ever. In their best Marge shot voice. <laughs> Marge shot. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> well, it worked. Man, I'll tell you what. And baseball's still there. Still raking in the dome. In spite of themselves sometimes. Anyway, did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, I did know that, actually. Here's one. Being easy on the quarterback's going to ruin football. There was an interview that um, Jack Lambert, he was a middle linebacker for the, for the Steelers way back in the 70s, and Howard Cosell was interviewing him. And he was asking him about the new rules to protect the quarterbacks. And, well, he Lambert said something I'm not going to repeat. It was a bit sexist. <laughs> the NFL is more popular than it's ever been. And you got guys like Brady playing into their late 40s. It worked. Did you know that? I knew that. How about this one? This one's my favorite. When when Vince McMahon from wrestling uh, admitted that kayfabe was a thing, and ending kayfabe will prove, ruin professional wrestling? No, it didn't. Are you kidding me? I remember. <laughs> I remember the 90s after he admitted it, and then you know the NWA and all that. Oh, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Huh? Isn't that awful? Anyway, it didn't ruin anything. Nobody cared. Everybody knew. Everybody <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, those guys are really killing themselves out there. If they, if they beat themselves like that, they'd all be dead. We didn't care, though. And the playoffs, the concept of playoffs in general was was, was a big no-no. Still is a big no-no in, in, in EPL. There's no playoffs to win a championship. Best record wins. Maybe that's the way it should be. But you know what? Everybody said those things were going to ruin sports, and they didn't, in fact, enhance them. So... Folks, relax. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love the internet. Relax. Let's see how this plays out. Let's see if they're creative enough to make it work. I hope they are. I'm rooting for them. Okay, let's get on with the show. Okay, Friday night, the Challenge Cup begins, and Racing Louisville begins their season. Uh, Joey and I were just bantering back and forth a little bit about uh, what I was thinking about Louisville City and uh, how we could probably apply that to racing Louisville. <laughs> yeah, you, you said track meets at Louisville City games, like four to three, five to four. Man, looking at our roster, that track meets come into the racing games. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so that is so at, true. 
You know, our official makeup right now is yes. three goalkeepers, mm-hmm. eight forwards, six midfielders, and five, five defenders. defenders. That's, you know, we'll start where you want to start, you know, wherever you want to so start. Like the offseason moves overall as a whole, I loved what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, with the draft, they got arguably the top player in the draft, as we've said, Jalen mm-hmm. Howe, yep. midfielder out of Florida State. Mm-hmm. Then they got Savannah DeMello yep. uh, with their second pick out of USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the draft, they acquired – uh, NWSL, uh, let's go ahead and say Hall of Famer, Jessica yeah, really. McDonald, yep. basically in exchange for Savannah McCaskill, which was a bit of a shock. Yep. Um, but all in all, tremendous offseason in who they drafted, who they acquired. Average age of the roster is 24.9. Yep. That mm-hmm. is impressive to have uh, as much talent as they do at 24.9. I only see two players at 30 or more. I see Bonner at yeah. 30. Yeah, uh, and and, and, and McDonald at thirty four. Everybody. Well, yeah. now I'll take that back. Uh, Nadia, I'm, I'm missing Nadia. That's stupid. Sure. sure. Right. So that's there's three. Those are three players. Yeah. Everybody else I'm looking at twenty three, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And and I think the key is with this group is and after last year, I need to see an identity. Yep. You know we know these women are tough after last year. Yep. But what's our identity going to be? Right. Right. Well, you when, know when you look at when you look at the people that we have playing forward. So you look at the, the players we have. And you're going. You're looking at this list: Ekic, Kaiser, Matthews, McDonald, Nadim. This team should not have a problem scoring goals. <laughs> no, I think the problem. Actually, but you know what though? There is a problem there. Okay. The problem is, how is everyone going to see the field enough, and how yeah. are we going to keep people in form enough? Okay. That's a, it, yeah. It's a I guess yeah. I, that's fair. That's fair. It's a problem. It's a problem of riches. Yeah. You know. Well, it's a long season. You know, I, I'm never – yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I can't say that I don't yeah. disagree with you. No, it's, no, no. When, I, I understand. It's just a small critique of having that many forwards on a roster and that many talented forwards. Yeah, and I guess when you start talking about identity, maybe, you know, you know, bring your armor because the shots are coming. And and I don't see how they wouldn't. I mean, I mean sure. you know, I, I, you, I mean, and it's – they're so loaded and – you know that's that's the first thing about it is that forward wise, this is you know this is a solid quality team. You know you start getting into the midfield, I, maybe not as quality, but I, mean, I didn't even mention him. Did I mention Ebony Salmon? I don't think I even mentioned Salmon. No. So there you go. And that's that's probably that's our leading score from last year, right? That we just now mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and it's an embarrassment of riches per se. Right. right? You've got this much scoring talent, but I think the concern is. How are we going to get them the ball in threatening situations? And that's it starts getting weaker and weaker as you start going as you back. Move back. Yes. And and my biggest oh, concern, Joe, we, mm-hmm. we my, can go attack for attack with pretty much any team in this league, I right, believe. Right. But the problem is when we look at the other lines we're playing through. Right. And if we do enough, the defenders and and we talked about this at, at nauseum, they're better on defense than they were last year. So, you know, but it's is you know. You know, you're talking, like I said, five people on a roster yeah, and, and a, a plenty I, of first-year players. I, I, you know. You know, I think it's a solid group, though, that has experience. You know, you got Emily Fox, Aaron Simon, uh, Jimma Bonner. Full, Bonner. You know, experience mm-hmm. Bonner has, has loads of it. Right. But the but the two wild cards are Neely Martin. We didn't see a ton from last year. No, we didn't. And I think they're, I think they're resting a lot on Addison Merrick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was the number one pick of the expansion draft for a reason, but mm-hmm. she was out hurt a ton last year. Right, right. I think they have to be hoping for a huge year and a healthy year from her. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I think she I, she might be the key to that back line is if she's healthy and plays up to the potential they or ex- expectations they have of her. Right. For picking right. her first overall. Yeah, I was wondering a little bit about Fox myself in the sense of, you know, it would be nice to see her settled into one position. Sure. And, and for not just obviously for us, you know, but for for everything going forward with her. Um, yeah. You know that that to me I think is very important. Um, and I think that, that I think what we turn into is going to sort of hinge on her. Well, obviously, her, I, I think her and Bonner are are, are, are going to be the are going to be the the difference. Okay. Um, a lot of youth. Yeah. And 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 you you I, know I think a big thing is how fast do these newcomers, especially the rookies, yeah. get integrated? Right. That's going to be the right. tail of our season. Mm-hmm. It's how fast they get up to speed, right? Not just with our team, but with the end of USL. And our defensive pairings are so—they're so important. They're so yes. important, especially if we're gonna have a rookie defensive midfielder in front of them, right? Because you know, if it's Jalen Howe and she should start from day one, I don't see mm-hmm. why she wouldn't. Right, right. She's gonna have her rough games, sure. And that's where the center backs, especially, are gonna have to cover. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think how fast our newcomers, especially those rookies, get up to speed is going to be the tail of our season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we have, I don't know if we have that that settling force in the net that we had last year at the beginning of the season when you desperately yeah. needed it. Yeah, that's well, I mean, my this, next question. This is a Katie Lund make or break year. Right. Right. They took a big risk mm-hmm. on letting Michelle go. Right. And they have to have a basis for it, and it has to be their belief in her. Yep. Totally you know, agree. she had a small cameo at the end of the year. She's the superstar from the from the Women's Cup. Mm-hmm. But she had a small cameo at the end of the year that, you know, wasn't too great but wasn't too terrible. Right. So this is going to be, you know, she's also going to be part of that. Is it, Does she hit the ground running? Yeah. Or are we going to have to question, are we going to have to play one of our, our rookie keepers? Because that's yep. all we have behind that's her, too. And I think that's a big Two risk first well. players. That's a huge risk is that <clears throat> we only have rookies behind her. Right, so it sounds like, you know, I, I tried to compare. I don't. It's it's not apples to apples. It's not really fair to do this because it's a whole different situation. But you look at how O'Connor built the squad with Louisville City seven years ago, and then you look at how he built, you know, how he's building, being part of the process of building this squad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not terribly similar, but there are some like. There's there's some there's some there's there's some likeness to it, I think. Sure. You know, I think the whole deal with him is putting the ball in the net. Yeah. And 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 I think that that's you know that's the important thing to do. I and I mean, believe me, I'm a defense first guy. Anybody that's listened to this podcast knows that. Joey, how many times have I said my biggest concern is is building this team backward, and then sure. moving forward with it? Well, it kind of didn't pan out that way. I'm not upset about it because there's there's so much firepower. <laughs> Sure. Well, <laughs> On this know, squad, it's, it's going to be impossible not to be yeah, like excited to you know, see what they do. Also, mm-hmm. If you also think about it, just just the way that that they drafted last year, yeah, you know, they fe- they saw more of a strength in their attackers, yeah. and if you can exaggerate that strength, it may offset your defensive liabilities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's you know actually I'll agree with you a little bit. It's almost the opposite of how he built Louisville City. Okay, Louisville City was built as, you know, we're tough at the back. We right. don't give up many goals. We're organized, mm-hmm. and you know we relied on that lone striker to score a lot of our goals. Right, and we were pretty gritty across the squad. Yes, we too. were. This this racing team though seems a little bit more opposite. This is going to be mm-hmm. the 
the flashy high you know yep. fire fire you know firepower up front but let me let me let me throw a, another angle at that too when i was sure. thinking about this is you know people like goal scoring sure of course it's it's when what's you, the number you know, one complaint about soccer we go there to watch nil nil right right and, and this know? team looks like all right we may lose some matches four to three but it's going to be a lot of fun watching it and yeah. it doesn't hurt selling tickets not in your second no, year you know, I mean, that's that's yeah. an angle to this that I, I that I've been thinking about. Sure. Is is if we if we if you're constantly putting the you know if you're constantly a threat to score, yeah, you don't want you know you may lose some four three matches or three two matches that are really exciting, but they're exciting. Sure. <laughs> my no, preference, my preference defensively, that's not exciting. It it helps yeah. you win because if they don't score, you can't lose. Yeah, but. You know, I'm trying to look at it from that perspective, and I see some positives here, man. I, I well, think sure. it's overall, it's, it's definitely a better roster all through. I no, mean, it is. And, and I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of mystery surrounding this 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 group right? because of their coach. Yeah. We don't, we yeah. don't know a lot about Coach Kim and what he wants no, to do tactic-wise. You know, we've heard repeatedly he wants to play up through the lines, mm -hmm. but that doesn't reveal much. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't, yeah. <laughs> who says, you know what, we're going to come out, we're going to bomb the ball over the top, mm -hmm. and if it works, it works. Right. You know, who doesn't want to play through the lines? Agreed. Um, now, the preseason article did say he'd been favoring four at the back. Okay. Which isn't too shocking or surprising either. Right, right. So uh, I'm going to be very interested to see that first lineup come Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Granted, it's not going to be our first choice. We're not our strongest yet. We're looking at when is Nadia going to be back. Right, absolutely. Um, but it's going to be very interesting. You know, we start off against KC, which was the only club to finish below us last year. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, a chance to maybe you know hit the ground running. You know, try out some of these this firepower we got. Right. And hopefully, a chance for these rookies to get some good good playing time in without having to be too pressured. Right. Right. Um, one thing I did want to bring up with racing though that was kind of quirky I saw the other day. Okay. Quad captains. Okay. They have not. They they did not name a solo captain. Okay. Yeah. They just did that today, Joe. I didn't even see it to be honest with you. Yeah. I was so busy today. Bonner, Fox, and the Demon McDonald. Okay. Listen, that's quad captains. Okay. And that's just a little quirky to me because I wonder, like, too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, you know, like, you know, mm -hmm. you know who's going to provide that one that one bit of leadership on the field, or you know, the captain discusses things with the ref and is the person they go to. Joey, do you remember we talked about something very similar a few shows ago about captains? And I remember saying that Fox to me is the future. Maybe that's part sure. of this. Maybe yeah. that's part of this because. I mean, you know, I, what, 22? I don't even know how old she is. I know she's, she's, she's 22, 23, 21 yeah. years old, all right? Sure. Um, what you're talking about, Bonner, 30, Nadine, 30-something, right? Jess, 34, 35. Right. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that plays into this a little bit, is they're grooming her over the next year or so to be that oh, person. I can, I can definitely understand that angle. Mm -hmm. But I just, it's but just your, your little, concern's fair. Your concern's fair. It's totally a little out there that you know we couldn't find that one definitive person, mm -hmm. or maybe that's just Coach Kim's style that we did not know previously. Okay, you know who knows? Right. But it's just an odd thing. But if if you want a great segue, mm -hmm. unless you had any final thoughts on racing, no, I'm just I'm very excited. I, I'm literally yeah, and truly same. very excited to see this match on Friday, and and not just this, but their progression through this through, through this tournament. And, yeah. and seeing and, and finding Especially out what our identity is. We don't have a schedule yet. Right, which I talk, uh, 
Whatever. Yeah, still waiting on NWSL schedule. <laughs> but if you're talking about the future, yes, sir. Man, the future of the USL Dude, Super League and what they're planning what to do. A bombshell today. What a move that the league announced that will align with the international women's soccer calendar. Absolute bombshell. Next fall, or yeah, next fall, August 2023. Mm-hmm. They will do the fall to summer calendar, you know, completely unique to American soccer. Jeez. It just, I, 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 I literally read that with my mouth open. Like, what? And I, yeah. I, you know, the audacity and the courage, you have to, you have to applaud it. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, there's a lot, we'll talk about it. I mean, there's plenty of cons here to be concerned about. But there's, you really have to admire the, the, the bravado of this league to say, you know what? We're swinging for the fences. <laughs> you know, yeah. good for them, man. Good for them. Really. I, you know, and, and, you know, I think it's awesome that that league has taken the plunge. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just, and you know, if you read some of the quotes from their press release, they're doing this to prioritize fan and player experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a great idea to have. You know, it's not just for the for the teams and the players, but they're also trying to do this for the fans. Right. Um, you know, they're going to have a mid-season winter break and a summer off-season yep. so that teams are able to operate at full strength yep. through most of the year. Right. Instead of having national team call-ups in the middle of the year. Right. Like we do over here with yep. our traditional season. Yep. We're not traditional. You know what I mean? Our American sure. season. Exactly. Uh, the, the USL Super League president, Amanda Vandervoort, said the Super League calendar is strategically designed to deliver a top-quality experience mm-hmm. by enabling our clubs to field their first-choice squads as often as possible, yeah, which is a positive, absolute positive, very big positive. And along with you know, with other leagues uh, abroad, will allow the Super League clubs to actively participate in mm-hmm. the global women's market, both in terms of play and in terms of the transfer market. Right. Um, the calendar is also constructed with the players in mind. They said from mm-hmm. playing conditions to career development. Right. right. And you know what? I wonder if this is them taking a run at the NWSL at a perfect time. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can't see how it wouldn't be. I mean, I, it's the same thing with USL considering moving the, the, the men's schedule. You know, and they've got to compete somehow. That's a big thought I had was, what if this is them testing it out for future use across all their leagues in the USL? Right. Because you wouldn't think they'd just have one that was off kilter while the other two are still the American calendar. Right, that right. business-wise makes no sense. Right, and this is my first thought about the business end of this. Um I when when you see what Edwards has done with this league, and I know Papadakis was the guy that the, he's the CEO now, whatever. I this is all right. All right, you've got two leagues. You've got NWSL, and then you've got this new league and, and what they've accomplished. Let me give you a scenario: three people are sitting around lunch. They got crackers all over the place on their pants, and you know one of them scratching their head. And then all of a sudden, one of them sort of like hiccups and says, "Hey, you know what? Why don't we play on the international side? Which league?" would do it that way. Yeah. You know, which league which league yeah. would approach it that way or which league would would do focus groups? Which league would sit there and go, "All right, let's strategize." Which yeah. league would Come on, the answer is obvious that the NWSL when when you see everything that they've done over the last couple of years is the league where a bunch of people got their feet up on chairs playing video games. Hey, what do you think? Maybe we should try the winter thing. You know, that yeah. to me would be the league that would do it that way. Well, I don't see also- I don't see USL approaching it that. I think if they're going to no. do this, they've they've measured this. Oh yeah. And I also think it's them getting modern. 
Yeah. You know, I, th- I think the NWSL you just portrayed is also the old school. They're like, now it, it's the American exceptionalism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we do things here our, our way. way. Right. It's it's the rest of the world who needs to get with the time. <laughs> you know, and I've heard that over and over again oh, when yeah. it comes to soccer. Right. American and soccer. This is the sure. USL going. You know what? We're getting with the rest of the world. That's right. And and you know what? It's it's a it's a note I had here. Welcome to modern soccer, America. Yep. Even though just even there's just this little bit. You know, there's, welcome to the rest of the world. It is it's dipping your toe into turning this into what it could turn into. I you know, let's talk about a couple of things that I think could make this work before we get into the cons. Number one, obviously the winter break is important. Yeah. Number two, we sit here and we sort of think of when we think of stadiums, we think of Stadiums. You think of 10,000 seat, 8,000 seat stadiums where, you know, university places. Madison just played a game inside last week mm-hmm. in League One. What's stopping these teams from. Look, these teams aren't going to draw 15,000. We know that. None of them are going to sure. do anything like that. They're not going to draw 5,000 their first games. Okay. What's to stop them from going to an indoor facility that sits 3,000, 2,000 people and saying, let's play a few games here? Why well, not? Oh, What's sure. wrong with that? You know, just because they don't, you know, well, in America, we play out. Well, in America, shut up. That's yeah. what <laughs> well, and, and also, also, I've heard it the other way, too. European mm-hmm. teams, they don't play indoors. Right. That's not soccer. Well, you know what? We apparently haven't been doing it right before, so why start now? Right. <laughs> but if they're playing on a field, all right, if they're playing on, on, on a field inside of a – what do they call that place in Syracuse? Uh, the I'm forgetting oh, the, the dome. New, yeah, well, they play whatever in one of those domed uni- university facilities. Yeah, the carrier know? dome. Carrier dome, right? You know, there's plenty of places like that all over the country. Now sure. they don't they don't sit twenty thousand. They sit about four thousand. Yeah. Why not? It's a, I mean, you let's, know? Just, let's just be honest. I don't know if it's big enough. Broadbent Arena is just sitting there not doing anything. Right. Right. You know? And Fre- the, the Freedom Hall outside of Bellarmine basketball games is pretty just sitting there. Right. There's places to do. There's, it's thinking creatively and thinking yeah. outside of the box. U.S. soccer, their creative abilities are about promoting the team. Has nothing to yeah. do with how we play the game. There's nothing sure. creative about U.S. soccer and how we play U.S. soccer. Everything is about promotions. Everything's yeah. about the money end of it. They're very creative well, in doing that. Obviously, it's the almighty dollar. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. But yep. When, but this is this is them taking a shot, that's, thinking outside the box. I'm for. I think the USL has a chance to be different, yep. and has a chance to be relevant mm-hmm. on the international stage. Yep. Unlike the unlike the MLS and NWSL. Right. 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 Which gets which you know th- there's no doubt MLS is still panned. But we talked about this last week, and it's it works for for the women's league and the men's league alike. When you align your calendars, your transfer windows are the same. You're doing everything the same way. Yes, we can flow players to them, but you know what? There may be a player, a woman's player, that's playing over in with Arsenal, that may be playing with a big club over there that may be struggling a little bit and says, you know what? I want to take a shot in the States, or this is where I'm from. You know, it's not. It opens that door and makes it a lot sure. easier. Well, also, it makes it a lot easier to get bigger teams over here mm-hmm. preseason friendlies preseason good answer dude that's true that's an excellent point that is an excellent you know, excellent uh, point. it makes it that much easier to do that mm-hmm. instead of being like oh dear lord we're mid-season you all are just starting your season kind of like right. what happened with the women's cup this year right 
Right. You know, we had Bayern and PSG just starting their years, and right. we're midway through our years. Exactly, exactly. And that's where, you know, we have a game against Chicago where we're playing for points and playing for consequence, <laughs> so while the other games aren't. I'm still scratching my head at that. <laughs> yeah, so so if you all were paying attention today, the, the game here mm. in 90 minutes finished 1-1. That's a right. one point each, and now we go to the penalty kicks that we cannot show you because it is not part of the uh, the, the NWSL time so frame. weird. That is so weird. But so, yes, I think it opens that door, too. Right. Uh, to allow not just with the, the transfer windows, but to allow with their align with their seasons where, you know, we can have Bayern, the Chelsea women, the Arsenal women come over here for That's a preseason correct. tournament, and we are all preseason. Right. And I hear the weather thing. The weather thing seems to be the biggest argument that people have. Now, uh, we just had a 14 degree March match. Yeah, we and we've talked about that Come as well. Down. If you're taking a winter break and if USL's not going to USL's not going to start this with eight teams. Okay? Yeah. They're going to have as many as they possibly can. It's, I'm sure they're going to go regional. They'll find a way, you know, like I said, if, if you play a few weeks of as many games as you possibly can in the west, in the south, indoors, yeah. then you take your 5-6 week break. And then you do the same thing. All these northern teams for three months, you won't have to worry about being outside anyway. Yeah. So that's that's another way to look at this. There's ways to do this. And here's the other thing. My last note that I had about this is that American sports fans, um, and I, I, I was talking. I forget who I was talking to. Oh, Jonathan Ludwig did. I was talking to him, or chatting online. And you know, American sports fans, we're, we're fast food people, as opposed sure. to understanding the generational responsibilities. To, to, or the generational impact. 25 years ago, Joey, there were sports soccer fans like myself that were very skeptical about professional soccer making it in this country at all. Okay? that mm-hmm. Over the course of the last generation or so, professional soccer's here, and it's doing well. Yeah. So what's to say in the next generation? Forget about how us, like an old, fat 50-year-old like me thinks. What about these kids that are 16 and 13? Right when they get to my age and I'm gone, they see this. It's it's no big deal. By the time they're thirty and forty, it's it's part of their culture. Sure. We don't think about the generational changes. We want to do everything yesterday. We want our food five minutes ago. We want sure. everything to work five minutes ago. This is a generational cultural shift that's going to take decades, not years, decades to work. Yeah. Take the swing and go for it. So, you know, like I said, I'm, th- that's really all I had on it. I'm skeptical. I'm not saying it's going to work, but man, yeah. when you ha- if this I'm, is if this is if this is the tools in the toy box, let's use them and make them as good as they can. I'm just sad that at this moment we don't have a team in Louisville that participates in this effort. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the only negative I have is that, you know, we're going to be looking at it through the. Through the windows, you know, just longingly right. staring well, at it. I thought Louisville made a you commitment know? to have a team in that league. Did they not? Uh, I think it was the W League. Okay, okay, I understand. I understand. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But that, so, you know, um, that'll be, I, I think that'll be, especially considering, I, I'm not, I don't think anybody's sold on NWSL's management and organizational structure. <laughs> sure, sure. And if, and if, and if, you know, if they don't hit, if, if they don't figure things out over this next year, Right. This league launches in fall of next year with this brand new idea. Well, I shouldn't say brand new idea, but getting with the rest of the world. Right. That's an opportunity. Absolutely. That's a huge opportunity to legitimize what they're doing. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean that. I'm very. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this more than I'm looking forward to anything that's going on in soccer in this country right now. 
I really am. There's nothing I am more excited about than to see a league in the United States take this challenge on from the ground running, man. It's amazing stuff. Yeah. Amazing. And you know what? I think that is the perfect place yep. to end it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As with that, as with that, was with that emotion right there and that dedication to this idea. Yeah, man. Well, brother, it's always good once again to have you on here. Is there, do you have any other finishing thoughts about anything at all? No, no. I think we covered up everything. <laughs> wrapped it up well. There you go. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. I really appreciate you doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you for the time. All right. I'll see you next week. I'll see you this weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode. Episode 25, by the way, of the Center Forward podcast is in the books. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for sharing your suggestions and your likes and really appreciate it. We are on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. <laughs> Man, I loved being there Saturday, didn't you? That was so cool. I had so much fun. It was great seeing everybody. Uh, great engaging with friends I haven't seen since the end of the season last year. And man, it just, what a winter, right? I, I mean, <clears throat> what a crazy couple of years. It just feels like one roundhouse after another. Virus, and wars, and viruses, and elections, and news, and blah, blah, blah. It just gets old. And man, but I refuse to let this world alienate me from people in the sense of, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you think. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care if you believe in God or you don't. I, I don't care what you look like. I don't care about any of that nonsense. Who are you? Because who you are is what we can't see, man. That's what I think. What's your character all about? Nobody's perfect. I've done some shitty things in my life. You probably have too, right? Honestly. So what? Do you strive to be a decent person? Why do people come up with the solutions they come up with? Have you ever asked? As opposed to this group of people that just judges everybody. It's so exhausting. <sighs> I don't know. I don't even know who those people are because they cross all kinds of divides. But the only way to make this world better, man, is to, is to have the courage to do that, right? Reach out, talk to people, find out why they think what they think, right? Isn't that how you make this world a better place? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what I think. So, I hope we keep doing that. hope you keep putting up with me. <laughs> oh, I can be a horse's ass sometimes. Man, I love you. I really do. Um, I appreciate you tremendously. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you again this Saturday. Tell somebody you love them, man. Please, tell somebody you love them. That's how you make the world a better place. My name is Joe Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward podcast. It's been a pleasure. See you next week.